Shabbat Shalom and, and welcome, Chag Sameach, for the last great day. It's Kenny Russell, Bulldozer of Faith, living life in the Spirit. Here I am in Kasaria, Israel, and it's a blessing to come and spend time together and fellowship. I'm just looking here to see that we have the feeds. Uh, just give us a shout out, let us know where you're watching from. Uh, we've got Nathan, Chag Sameach, good to see you. We've got uh, Deirdre, good to see you. We've got uh, Russell in the UK. We've got Lola, we've got uh, Greta, good to see you, and in Europe, excellent. And uh, yeah, we don't see any of the thumbs up or anything, just the messages coming through, we get those feeds. But I hope you've had a great time of feast, and it's been an amazing time of rejoicing. Um, I've had an amazing time camping out. Uh, It's been very interesting here in Casaria in the jungle of Kasaria, camping out, all sorts of strange events that keep happening every night. One of the things that happened two nights, not in a row, (laughs) two nights, I forgot to switch the irrigation off, so at four o'clock in the morning, me and Joey Jack Russell are woken up to the water flying at the tent. Uh, So that was a little bit of fun, getting absolutely soaked, trying to get up, switch the irrigation system off, uh, (laughs) you know, so we can survive the night. Another time I had a dog coming up, just almost breathing in my face as I'm lying next to the window. So that was another interesting moment. And uh, I think the highlight of camping was uh, watching Haley and Hannah at individual times getting up and leaving and heading back to a proper bed, you know. So anyway, isn't it good to celebrate Sukkot? I know I must have woke up about every 15 minutes, and I don't know about you, if you were camping out or sleeping outside, you know, it's not our normal uh, time of rest, is it? But why do we do it? We do it to identify uh, with the children of Israel. When they came out of Egypt, they were living in Sukkot's, It was a very different lifestyle to what they were used to in Goshen. And it's a very different lifestyle for us. But we come out of our dwelling, out of our homes, and we step outside and we say, Father, you are my protector. You are, you know, you are my covering. Hallelujah. And uh, yes, it's going to interrupt our system. It's going to interrupt our day. But what a blessing it is to come under the blessings of Yehovah. So what do we love about the Feast of Tabernacles, Sukkot? We love not just that we can dwell with the Father, but the Father desires to dwell with you. You know, he wanted a booth made for him in the wilderness so that he could dwell amongst the people. He tabernacled amongst us. Hallelujah. So during this time, and you know, the last time I shared a talk, I said the next time we come on, we're going to talk about breakthrough and the importance of breakthrough. And you know, Sukkot is an amazing time where we come into the place of breakthrough. It's uh, it's so important as we look at breakthrough. And I'm going to read from Deuteronomy chapter 16, and we're going to start sharing on a little bit of that so that we can get a deeper understanding of the importance of breakthrough at the time of Sukkot. Let me tell you something. Since I've been following the feasts and, and walking in all of the feasts of Yehovah, it's at the time of Sukkot I see the largest supernatural release of the favor of Yehovah. And every year I'm in an expectation to see his kingdom come and his will done. And I'm, I'm going to share the reason why. And it's in Deuteronomy chapter 16. But before we get there, we're just going to take a moment just to pray. Father, we want to thank you for this day. We thank you that, that 
you are Emmanuel, Elohim with us, God with us. We need you, that you have not called us to walk alone or to be alone. And Father, we want to we want to see through the eyes of the Spirit. We want to walk in the life of the Spirit. We don't want to walk in accordance to the flesh, but we want to see your glory manifest in and through our lives so that we can make a difference. And Father, at this time of Sukkot, that when you tabernacle amongst us, Father, let us on this last great day experience just the fullness of your glory. Father, the transformation of your spirit upon our lives, we yield to you today. We break all of the assignments of the enemy, and it doesn't matter what the enemy has tried to do through the seasons of your life. At these times of the feast, what do we do? We stop. We, we stop. We say, enough. It is time for us to be set apart in the presence of Yehovah. And maybe you've not had that fullness of experience at this time of Sukkot. And I want to encourage you, when it comes to the feasts, take the time to set yourself aside to be in the presence of Almighty God because He is amazing. So, Father, we just rejoice in who you are. We pray, Father, as we open up a few scriptures tonight, that you will minister to us, that you will edify us, you will build us up in the most holy faith. And more than anything, Father, we just want to say we love you. From the bottom of our hearts, we love you. And together, what a blessing that we can come together to fellowship in your presence. Father, we thank you in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, well, I'm using the iPad. It's a little windy out here. I did have my script, my Bible open, but the pages are all getting blown around here. So anyway, let's turn to Deuteronomy chapter 16. We're just going to read a few verses and be encouraged from the Word tonight. Welcome, Tony. Good to see you. Uh, we've got Riva as well with us. We've got Esther in Australia. Welcome. We've got Cheryl. Thanks for joining with us. We've got Sharon as well. Good to see you. Hallelujah. Sharon and Clint. Excellent. Blessings in Tobago. Awesome. Hallelujah. Okay, Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 13. Celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles for seven days after you have gathered the produce of your threshing floor and your winepress. Verse 14. Be joyful at your festival. You, your sons and your daughters, your male and female servants and the Levites, the foreigners and the fatherless and the widows who live in your towns. For seven days celebrate the feast, the festival to Yehovah your Elohim at the place Yehovah will choose. For Yehovah your Elohim will bless you in all your harvest and in all the work of your hands and your joy will be complete. Three times a year, all your men must appear before Yehovah your Elohim at the place he will choose as the festival of unleavened bread, the festival of weeks, and the festival of tabernacles. No one should appear before Yehovah empty-handed. Each of you must bring a gift in proportion to the way Yehovah your Elohim has blessed you. Hallelujah. What an amazing portion of Scripture. And, you know, the first thing that sticks out, you know, that obviously we are commanded to celebrate these feasts. And many people are 
you know, they're, they've been told these are the Jewish feasts and you're a believer in Messiah. You don't have to celebrate these feasts, but you can come alongside and identify with the Jews uh, in this time of feast. Well, that's not what the scripture says. These are not the feasts of the Jews, they're the feasts of the Lord. So if we're Jewish or if we're from the nations, it doesn't matter your background. If you have received the Messiah, you are grafted in to the commonwealth of Israel and all of the promises concerning Israel belong to you. And uh, it says in verse 14, to be joyful uh, at your festival. And, you know, this is a, a time of the gathering of the produce. You know, we look at the trees and we look at the fruits that's coming forth, the pomegranates, we've got the grapefruits coming and, and the other fruits that are coming forth right now. You know, obviously we're drinking the, the wine uh, from the wine harvest and, um, you know, what a blessed time it is. We've had this long, dry summer and thank you, Father, it didn't rain, you know. I've uh, <laughs> I've got some pictures on my Facebook from previous years, I think a couple of years ago and, and the year before, 2016 and 17. Boy, did we have some rain during Sukkot. It wrecked my tents and, you know, we were soaking wet. Anyway, we didn't have the rain. We just had the irrigation coming on. Um, but, you know, we know that in these coming days, we're expecting to get some incredible downpours of rain. So, you know, what's important about the rain? We want to see... Uh, the blessing of the latter rain coming upon us as the people of Elohim, also coming upon the land in preparation for the next time of harvest. So be joyful, it's a command. We are called to be joyful. This is not a sad time, so come on. You know, we, we can't mourn, and we shared this from uh, the, uh, the, the first broadcast last Shabbat. We talked about these things, you know, discovering the Torah. What? You know, these are the promises for me. And the people were weeping, and Nehemiah's like, no, 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 don't weep. This is the time of joy. This is the time of joy. So as we are coming to the Word to identify with the Word, to understand what the Word is saying, it's a time to rejoice, you know? It's not just about how do we get to the place where we can know the Father. What I love about the Torah and the Scriptures is the Word is saying this, the Father is seeking you out. There is no other religion on the face of the earth where the God of that religion is seeking you. Only Yehovah, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, he is in pursuit of you. And right now you might feel, you know, uh, isolated or, you know, maybe you've you've had a, a an interesting time during this feast time. And I just want to tell you, God loves you with all of his heart, with all of his soul. He loves you. He is seeking to uh, dwell with you and to bring you into the fullness of joy. Yahweh seeks to dwell with us. You know, when I was looking at uh, the birth of Yeshua, and that's the time of Sukkot right now, it's the birth of our Messiah. When the angel came before Mary, he says that he will be called Emmanuel, Elohim with us. Hallelujah, for our God saves salvation. Is, has come forth in 
Messiah. Have you received the Messiah? This is a time where we stand on behalf of the whole house of Israel. And we say, Father, we call in from the north, the south, the east, and the west. We call in your people into your presence so that we can celebrate and walk together. We ask for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit right now that the revelation of the Messiah will come to so many here in the land of Israel and in the nations. We ask, Father, that our testimony will be uh, a testimony to bring people into the presence of a mighty God. Hallelujah. So we're just going to look at a few of the things that we see within Deuteronomy chapter uh, 16. First thing I want to pull out is, number one, in all your harvest. This is how God wants to bless you. And this is why I said it's the time of the breakthrough. Why am I saying that? The Father wants to bless you. If you honor the Lord in obeying his commands and walking in his ways, you will receive the blessings of God. Hallelujah. So he seeks to bless you in all of your harvest. Let's look at Galatians chapter 6. Um we all know the, the famous statement, a man will reap what he sows. And I just want to open up that portion of Scripture. Right now what we've got, you might hear in the background, but what they're doing is they're driving uh, the Torah around on the back of a truck, playing the music uh, for Simchat Torah, um, the, the celebration of the Torah. So that's what's going on in all the community here in Casaria right now. So... That's what's happening right now in the streets behind us. Hallelujah. Okay, well, we have to... It's pretty loud. Anyway, I'll try and talk over it. Here we go. Galatians chapter 6. Uh, this should, this microphone should uh, be okay for this. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Brothers, if someone is caught in sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves... Or you may also be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Messiah. If anyone thinks that he that they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. Nevertheless, the one who receives instructions in the word should share all good things with their instructor. Verse 7. Do not be deceived. Elohim cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please the flesh from the flesh will reap destruction, but whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Hallelujah. And what, what I love about this scripture, a man reaps what he sows. What do we see at the beginning of this chapter, which is awesome? We're, we're talking about if someone is caught in sin, those who are... Uh, who live by the Spirit, those who are living by the Spirit, they should be involved in bringing restoration to, to bring that person back. But watch out that you are not tempted. We are called to carry the burdens of one another. And, you know, it's important that we pull upon these 
points before we get to verse 7 where it talks about a man reaps what he sows because we want to be walking in the favor of Yahovah. We want to be obedient. We've got to realize that this life is more than just your personal relationship with Messiah. And that's great. But it's more than just you. And the fall feasts are about the nation. They're about us corporately and how we operate. And uh, that's what I love about this portion of Scripture. Yes, we personally will reap what we sow. But when we read the beginning section, number one, what are we doing? We are seeking to be a blessing to help those who are walking in sin. We're seeking to carry each other's burdens so that we are fulfilling the law of Messiah. If we think we're something, don't be deceived. Listen, we don't want to walk in pride, but we want to walk humbly before a mighty God. You know, we've got to test our own actions. And, you know, you can have people say all sorts of crazy things about you, against you. You know, many people suffer depression because of the abuse of others. And I want to encourage you, encourage yourself in the word of Yehovah. You know, there's one portion of scripture. Where does it say? Oh, yeah. Um, they, uh, verse 4, each of you should test your own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. We are not called to compare ourselves to the lives of others. So how's your walk? You know, and, you know, if your answer is, well, you know, I know how Jesse's doing and how this person's doing, that person's doing. I must be doing all right. Listen, compare yourself to the scripture. Don't look at how you are in comparison to other people. Listen, come on. Press forward to attain everything that the Father has for you. Let's be effective for the kingdom that, you know, what we reap and, and the fruitfulness that comes forth from our life is what's birthed in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Store up for yourself treasures in heaven, not here on earth. You know, sometimes we look back uh, over over the years and, and we think, what progression have we made in our life with regard to sowing and reaping and the effectiveness of our lives? How effective are we for the gospel of the kingdom? Are we growing continually in him? And you know, what's the enemy seeking to do? He wants to get you into a place of so many battles that you can't even see, uh, you know, and, and that's why we call out, Father, make a way where there seems to be no way. Because just because you have the call of God in your life doesn't mean that everything's all going to be a bed of roses. You've still got to press through. You've still got to understand what the word has to say. So hallelujah. We don't want to compare ourselves to others. Each one should carry their own load. We've got to take responsibility of how we are walking in faith. And this is vitally important in how we walk as community, that we take responsibility of how we walk. Don't be sitting around waiting for someone else. You take charge of the faith in your life and press forward in Yeshua's name. And I love this, verse 10. Therefore, as we have the opportunity, let's do good to all people. Let's do good. Let's let's always see the best, think the best in others. And I know in this day and age, that's quite a statement, you know, because, <laughs> you know, there's so much abuse and, and mistreatment of others. But it says, especially for those who belong to uh, the family of believers. Let's do good. 
Let's do what is right before a mighty God. Hallelujah. So what do we what what does it say in this scripture? Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So I want to ask you a question today. Through this Sukkot, this time of celebration, are you an overcomer? Are you one that is going to apply the promises of Yehovah, that will stand upon the word of God and see victory? Because if you don't give up at the proper time, you will reap a mighty harvest. You're going to reap the harvest. So let's turn to Psalm chapter 1, um, one of my favorite <coughs> uh, scriptures. It says, Blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is on the Torah, the law of Yehovah, and on the Torah he meditates day and night, and he will be like a tree firmly, I love that verse in the scripture, firmly planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in its season. And its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but they are like chaff, which the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For Yehovah knows the ways of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. The blessing of walking in Torah and the instructions of a mighty God will bring us to the place of joy. That's what I love about Psalm 1. Blessed. You will be blessed. So we just want to proclaim blessing. The blessings of a mighty God we proclaim over our lives. Thank you, Father. So that's looking at in all of our harvest. So we should be expecting to see a mighty outpouring of the Spirit in everything that we say and everything that we do. Number two, you know, when we're looking at uh, how Yehovah wants to bless us, he says, in all the work of your hands. Hallelujah. <laughs> Can you hear him in the background there? <laughs> Hallelujah. Anyway, um, in all the work of your hands, Deuteronomy chapter 28. All right, this is what I love about Sukkot. We're outside. We're enjoying the blessing of uh, the festival season. There's going to be plenty of interruptions, uh, you know, through our festive times together. And that's great. Hallelujah. We're just walking in the Spirit and living in Yehovah. So Deuteronomy chapter 28, we're talking about the blessings in all the work of your hands. In verse 8, Yehovah will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hand to. Yehovah your Elohim will bless you in the land he gives you. Hallelujah, we thank you for this land. We proclaim blessing over Israel that Israel will wake up to the reality of who Yeshua HaMashiach is, that salvation will be in this land. And we speak salvation uh, in every household uh, the, of those who are celebrating the feasts at this time. Hallelujah. Um, Yehovah your Elohim will bless you in the land he has given you. Yehovah will establish you as his holy people as he promised you on oath. If you keep the commandments of Yehovah your Elohim and walk in obedience to him, Yehovah will establish you as his holy people. He is establishing us, and as we do the feasts, we are coming into the timepiece of a mighty God. 
We're coming into the heartbeat of God. We're getting into the rhythm and the cycle of a great and mighty God. Hallelujah. Where he has commanded us to set aside this time for him. Verse 10. Then all the peoples of the earth will see that you are called by my name, the name of Yehovah, and they will fear you. Yehovah will grant you abundant prosperity in the fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock and the crops of your ground, in all the land he swore to your ancestors to give you. Hallelujah. So we're seeing the blessings. Verse 12, Yehovah will open up the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your land in seasons and to bless all the work of your hands. Hallelujah. So we should be expectant to see the blessings of God if we are walking in his ways. Yalva will open up the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty. He will send rain. He, You know, what's he saying here? Just as the rain has to come onto the ground, we need the Holy Spirit to pour uh, the rain of a mighty God over our lives. The latter rain, the outpouring of his spirit. Hallelujah. We just release the outpouring of the Ruach HaKodesh at this time over our lives, over our families, over our communities, and that, that the nations will see who you are, that you are blessed. Okay, bless the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but will borrow from none. Yehovah will make you the head and not the tail. If you pay attention to the commands of Yehovah, your Elohim, that I give you this day and carefully follow them, you will always be at the top and never at the bottom. Do not turn aside from any of the commands I give you today, to the right or to the left, following other gods and serving them. Hallelujah. So we stand upon the promises that he will bless the work of your hands. So if the enemy is trying to steal from you, if he's trying to, you know, put you on, you know, what the world calls unemployment, I just release you from unemployment in Yeshua's name because you are valuable. You have a purpose to make a difference for the King of Kings, that what you put your hand to, will prosper. We see in Psalm 90 as well, when I read verse 17, may the favor of Yehovah or Elohim rest on us, establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Now, we used the word, we saw the word established before, didn't we? Um, where was it? And in your harvest, he will establish us as his people. Uh uh, where was that word? The Lord will establish you as his holy people. Deuteronomy chapter 28. So what do we see in Psalm 90? He will establish the work of our hands. Yes, establish the work of our hands. So, you know, today I want you to walk out at the end of this feast time to expect the outpouring of the bounty of the blessings of heaven that the windows of heaven will open the storehouses of a mighty god will open up to you and bring forth the blessings in psalm 33 verse 12 it says blessed is the nation we're talking about sukkot we're talking about the fall feast the nation hallelujah blessed is the nation whose elohim is yahovah the people whom he has chosen <coughs> for his own inheritance. Hallelujah. We are part of the inheritance of God. That's why he cares about you. 
you know, don't believe the lie. Don't let anyone tell you that God doesn't care for you. And, you know, sometimes you, you get caught up in the natural realm and, oh, I'm just trying to feel God. Is he there? I don't know if he's there. You can stand and make a declaration and rejoice in your God that he is with you, that he is walking with you. And one thing we've enjoyed around our table uh, each night uh, as, we've e uh, as we've been eating, we've just had... Uh, worship music and uh, and different music playing out is uh, you know just praising the name of Yahovah as we're eating. Last night was Larry Norman night. For some of you old timers, you know who Larry Norman was, one of the first Christian rock artists. I was going back to the late 1969 albums in the early 70s, and uh, I'm not that old, by the way. You know, I was only born in 71, but uh, I used to love all Larry Norman stuff. And, uh, you know, great, you know. So, anyway, what was I saying that for? Oh, yeah. So, Hannah's looking at me like, what type of music is this, you know? But it, I loved it. It was it was good to get back to some of that old music. And, you know, Larry Norman was really hated by the Christian world uh, because he was uh, involved in rock. And everyone's like, oh, that rock is rebellion and... Anyway, all their kids went to see Larry Norman because their parents forbid them to go. And uh, instead of going to hell, they were all getting saved and rejoicing. And uh, uh, yeah, some great songs with Larry Norman. If you've not listened to uh, any of his music, get on Spotify and enjoy some of it. Hallelujah. So we're talking about in all the work of your hands, they will be blessed. Hallelujah. We will be blessed as a nation. You know, we want to be blessed as a people, but we want to recognize, Father, I'm not going to sit back and, and have someone else tell me what I am or who I am. I want my identity to be found in you so that I can be effective for you. So you might be watching right now thinking, I don't know about my effectiveness in the presence of God. I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. Why do you do the things that you do? Why do you do the work that you do? Do you do it because you're called to do it? Or do you do it just because it's a skill set? Well, you know, have you sought first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? You know, we want to be effective for the kingdom in everything that we do. We don't want to be involved in any work that's not bringing glory to the kingdom. So I just want to ask you, are you in the right place? walking in the Spirit to experience the full blessings of a mighty God. And that doesn't mean being in ministry. You can be in business. You can be working for employers. But the question is, do you know that you're walking in the place that you are called to walk? Hallelujah. Number three, your joy will be complete. Um, you know, this this is, again, we're pulling out of Deuteronomy uh, chapter uh, 16, Verse 15, for Yehovah your Elohim will bless you in all your harvest and in all the work of your hands and your joy will be complete. Your joy will be complete. Why? Because you are seeing a great harvest coming in. You're seeing that what you put your hands to is blessed. And if that's not your testimony today... And I want you to stand upon this word. And, you know, like I said, through the midst of the trials and attack 
and and just assignments to uh, quench our ministry funding, our personal finances, and the things that we do for the kingdom. You know, I stand on his promise during these feast times, and I know my God is able. Why? Because I know what I have been sowing. I know that the harvest will come in because we minister the gospel to this generation. And we know it doesn't matter what the devil flows at us, throws at us. Our God is able. He will carry us through. So number three, your joy will be complete. And I, I wrote here that this is the love language of a mighty God to bring you to the completion of joy. He wants you to know what it truly means to live in his blessing. So don't look for blessing in, you know, from what man can give you. I want to ask you a question. What is the Father giving you? Are you receiving from him? Anyway, John chapter 15, verse 9. Uh, we'll just read a few verses. Verse 9. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I've told you this so that that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is Yeshua speaking. Verse 12, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down his life for, his, for, for, for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I have learned from my Father, I have made known to you. And you know, this is the purpose of Yeshua. Why did he come? He came to make the Father known. That's why in, in chapter 14, you know, when the disciples are saying, show us the Father, and Yeshua's like, how long have I got to tally amongst you? You know, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. That's, this is the very purpose of why the Messiah came, so that we can see who the Father is, that we can understand who he is. You did not choose me. Uh, verse 16, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. You didn't choose me, but I chose you. Well, I was the one that said yes to Yeshua. No, 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 no. He chose you. You know, you might have thought you chose him, but he chose you. He appointed you so that you will bear fruit and fruit that will last. So if you're not experiencing the fruitfulness of God within your life, then, then I, I just want to encourage you right now. If you are remaining faithful, you might not see fruit at this time, but if you're remaining faithful, you know, like we read in Galatians, you know, if you do not give up, you know, where is that verse? Um it says, uh, at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So it doesn't matter what you face. doesn't matter what you're going through. Just because you're going through difficult times, just for your face and hardship. Hello, everyone. We're in the midst of a pandemic here, you know, uh, with the coronavirus. And, you know, we're, we're in a whole shutdown here. You know, that's why... Simchat uh, Torah is all going around the streets on the back of a truck right now is because we are not allowed to leave. Uh, we're not allowed to visit people. We are on a national lockdown. And, you know, this affects uh, 
or this can affect our harvest, this can affect our fruitfulness uh, in the economy and in so many different ways. So we just ask for supernatural protection over our lives at this time that we can walk in the fullness of Yehovah. You didn't choose me, but I appoint, I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. That's why I said, do you know that you're walking in the call of Elohim? Are you using the gifts and the skills that he's given you for the purpose of expanding the kingdom? Hallelujah. Uh, this is my command, love each other. You know, whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Hallelujah. So we just release the blessings that this is time for us to walk in breakthrough, no matter what you're facing. Because we are walking in the feast, obeying his commands, that we are dwelling in the presence of a mighty God. You know, he even added an extra day onto the seven-day feast called the last great day. And, you know, there's other meanings in, in the last great day that we'll come to in a second. But, you know, he wants to dwell with you. God with us, Emmanuel. He wants to dwell with you. Don't lose this moment of being in his presence. And just as when we come into his presence, don't come empty-handed. Are we giving gifts? Are we pouring out blessings uh, in the presence of Yehovah? Uh, John chapter 16, verse 24, uh, just the next page here. Until now you have not asked me for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. So what are we talking about? Your joy being complete. Are you asking? And I just want to encourage you right now. Are you asking the Father, uh, you know, to guide you, direct you, to, um, to use you? Here I am. Send me. Use me. I want to be effective for the kingdom. Father, between this feast and and as we go into this next season in our lives, and you know, some countries you're walking into the winter as we come into these colder days. If you're in Australia, obviously you're coming in the summer. But as we're changing into different seasons, Father, we release the blessings, we release the protection, we release the provision that we need to press forward in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. What do we learn about seasons? What What is it about the change of the seasons? I um, can't remember who I was listening to. It was Miles Monroe, I think it was. He was talking in one of his messages uh, a long time ago. He, he talked about, um, let's get it right. You know, you don't, at the end of the summer, you don't get all your summer clothes and throw them all away because you're coming into winter. No, you just box them up and you put them in a suitcase and bring out your winter clothes. Why? Because you are in anticipation of summer coming again. So as we go into different seasons, it doesn't mean that everything ends. It means that there's a change of the season and we adapt to that season that we are walking into. So what season are you walking into? You know, don't go throwing everything away from a previous season. But just be prepared and know that how we have to act within the different seasons uh, and the times. You know, like I said, I was listening to uh, Larry Norman and uh, one of his songs is coming out of Babylon. And uh, anyway, I want to read Revelation chapter 19. We're just going to talk a little bit about the... Um, uh, uh, 
you know, the importance of this last great day and who Yeshua is in this, that he is the Lamb of Yehovah, that we, you know, this, this time of Sukkot is about tabernacles. It's about the wedding feast. Uh, you know, this is what it's about, the wedding supper of the Lamb. And who is the bride of Christ? You know, some of you might have thought it's the church. It's not the church. The bride of Christ is the assembly. Hallelujah. It's the assembly. Um, you know, it's Israel. It's not the church. So let's just read from verse 1, chapter 19. After this I heard what sounded like a roar of a great multitude in heaven shouting, Hallelujah. May his name be praised. Hallelujah. Salvation and glory and power belongs to our God, for truth and just are his judgments. And he commanded the great prostitute who corrupted the earth by her adulteries. He has avenged on her blood of his servants. And again they shouted, Hallelujah. The smoke from her goes up. For forever and ever, while wow, we're looking at the destruction of Babylon, the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped Elohim, uh, who was seated on the throne, and they cried, Amen, Hallelujah. Then the voice came from the throne, saying, Praise our Elohim, all you his servants, you who fear him, both great and small. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like a roar of rushing water and like loud pearls of thunder, shouting, Hallelujah for Yehovah, Elohim Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory for the wedding of the Lamb has come and the bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean was given her to wear. And what does the fine linen represent? The righteous acts of God's holy people. Hallelujah. Then the angel said to me, write this, blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, there are, uh, these are the true words of Elohim. Thank you, Father. It's, what does it say about the bride? It says that the bride has made herself ready. You know, it's not just sitting back waiting for things to happen to you in the faith. No, come on. Are you in pursuit of God? You know, if, if you're facing failure and difficulties in your life, you know, there's some key things that you can uh, look to in your life to identify if you are on the track of blessing or on the track of defeat. Number one, are you in pursuit of the presence of God? Do you wake up to be in his presence, to, to dwell with him, to spend time with him, to fellowship with him, to seek his face with all of your heart, with all of your soul? That's where we've got to be. And if we will be that type of people, we will see the victory in a mighty God. Hallelujah. So, you know, let the bride say, come. Let the bride of the Lamb say, come, Yeshua HaMashiach, come. At the end of Revelation, we start in the book of Genesis, in the garden, and we end in the garden. We are speaking about the restoration of all things. And where the first Adam failed, the second Adam brought us to the place of redemption. Praise the name of a mighty God. So I'm excited about these feasts. I'm excited about 
uh, Sukkot because he is tabernacling with us. And just as Yeshua was born in a sukkah when Mary and Joseph went to Bethlehem, you know, we can rejoice as we are in our sukkahs. We can look back at the testimony of our ancestors before us coming out of Egypt and the multitude that came out with them. It wasn't just Israelites and those who were of the bloodline. It was also those of many nations, 70 nations, that all came out with the children of Israel as well. And they were all given the same promises. They were all grafted into the house of Israel. So do you know your identity? Do you know your walk? Are you ready to receive the blessings are we ready to recognize that the Father has taken us to what place? He's taken us to a place where we will see fruitfulness of the harvest. It's not just about the work of your hands. It's about the harvest, the blessing of the community. As the Father has blessed you. What does it say in Deuteronomy chapter 19? It says, each one, in verse 17, must bring a gift in proportion to the way Yahovah your Elohim has blessed you. Are you giving in proportion to how God has blessed you? So if, you, if, if it's tough times for you right now and you're not experiencing a mighty harvest at this time, that's okay. Just give in proportion. Don't feel guilty about what you have to give. If you have been uh, blessed in abundance at this time, if the Father has, has added to you and, and blessed you in a mighty way, then give in proportion to how he's blessed you. That's what's expected of us all at this time of harvest. And what do we know? Given it will come back to you. Good measure, pressed together and running over. Pressed down and running over will be given back to your bosom. Hallelujah. Our God is an awesome God. So, look, I just, you know, I want to do something a little different. This, this Sukkot, you know, we can go into different types of teachings. But, you know, what's more important than anything is being edified in his presence. Yes, you know, you can know every aspect of Sukkot from a theological angle, but here's the question. Are we walking with him? Because as we walk with him, we are learning from him. We are getting to know more about what he has to say to us. So, you know, what I felt the Holy Spirit say to share tonight is that God wants you to know that he is with you. God with us, Emmanuel, God is with you. He is with you. And take this with you every single day. You know, maybe you need to get a sign on your fridge, Emmanuel, on your fridge, God with us. You know, we need to make the statement that he is with us. So it doesn't matter what you face. I break the spirit of fear. I release the blessings of a mighty God over each and every one of our lives. And Father, I thank you for this feast time. I thank you for this time that we can be in the sukkah, that we can step aside, step out of our uh, our homes and just be vulnerable in your presence. Come to the place where everything's not going to be all neat and tidy and all in place, you know. You know, the, the water splinkers are going to come on. There's, you know, all sorts of stuff going to take place. But, Father, we praise you. We praise you. It doesn't matter what we face. We ask you to interrupt our lives in such a way that we are dependent upon you. So more than anything, at this time and this season, I just want to encourage you just like I'm doing. 
Let's lay our lives down before the Father and let's walk in his ways. Let's take responsibility of our journey. Take responsibility. Let's ask ourselves the question, are we going to go into this next year where we get to next Sukkot? Are we going to see the fullness of the harvest, the blessings of the work of our hands, the fullness of joy? Are we walking in the fullness of joy? We've got a lot to praise God for. Why? Salvation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Yeshua, for dying and rising again from the dead and bringing forth salvation and deliverance to me as an individual and to us as a people. Salvation belongs to our God. We've got so much to praise him for. What's your testimony? Come on, share your testimony with others because we've got so much to be thankful for. We're not what we used to be. You know, you can look back at where you've come from and say, well, hallelujah, that's not where I am anymore. This is where I am and I'm moving forward. So let's press forward together to serve the King of Kings. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged with the message today. Um, if you want to support the ministry or uh, give an offering uh, at this feast time, you can do that in the header. You will see uh, it's bulldozerfaith.com forward slash give. Um, or you just go to bulldozerfaith.com and you'll see the give buttons there. You can give in your own currency in different countries around the world. And uh, we appreciate your support uh, in everything that you do. And we will use those resources to make a difference for the kingdom here in the land of Israel and in the nations. If you need prayer and you want to email me, you can email me at kenny at bulldozerfaith.com and uh, we will definitely stand in intercession for you and pray with you. Also send us your praise reports as well. I know I just got a message at the beginning there from Lola to say that uh, she sent me an email on a praise report. So hallelujah. That's great. Uh, we've got Jerry there as well. Good to see you, Jerry. I'll just give a few shout outs before we end here. Um, who else have we got? We've got Salmon there. Great. Good to see you. We've got um, uh, Miguel there as well. We've got Holly Clark there. Good to see you. We've got Riva there. Um, We've got B there as well. We've got Brandon there. Good to see you. We've got uh, Moses in Pakistan. Good to see you. Welcome. Um, we've got Tony. Ah, we've got lots of people joining us. Great to see you all. Thanks for joining with us tonight. If you've been blessed and encouraged with this message, you know, take a moment and sow into this ministry. Sow into the works of what we do. You know, because, you know, it takes resources for us to do the things that we do. And, you know, we're in the middle of writing and um, getting things together for discipleship training as well. And these things are important. And we just ask, Father, bring blessing over Bulldozer of Faith, blessing over this ministry and the things that we do to make a difference for the King. All right. Well, thanks for joining with us. And uh, just give us some thumbs up if you're watching on social media. Uh, just give us a shout out. It's good to see you. We've got Jackie as well. We've got Joseph there in South Carolina. We've got Blaine as well joining with us. And Jeanette in Canada. Good to see you. Uh, we've got Jay coming in as well in Wales. Awesome. Hey, excellent. Well, thanks for joining with us. I hope you're blessed and encouraged with the message today. And I look forward to seeing you next Shabbat. Hugs Amea and Shabbat Shalom. Hallelujah.